these were certain places around the world that used to house cities that were using this type of energy in harmony versus disharmony like we have now in most of the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Otto Gomes Crypto Show. My name is Otto Gomes. I'm your host. And today we have Devin Graham, the Black Airbender. <laughs> he is an amazing friend who is a pioneer of alchemy breathwork. He's designed a system that can be implemented in any lifestyle utilizing the power of breath in real time beyond the sit down session. Ladies and gentlemen, Devin Graham, the Black Airbender. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Otto Gomes Crypto Show. My name is Otto Gomes. Today, I have an amazing person who I just, I'm so curious about, and he knows so much about breathing, just, just breath. And it's such a simple thing to do, and we forget how to properly breathe. So, ladies and gentlemen, Devin. Hello, my brother. Greetings, brother. <laughs> Greetings. Thank you so much for um, doing this, for being a part of this little energetic container that we're creating here. Uh, the 31 people watching live and me and you here on uh, Zoom. Thank you, brother. Fire. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So I, again, I'm so curious about your perspective on so many things, but I really want to get to know you first and yeah. just like your journey. So tell me a little bit about your journey towards this point and specifically, what was that red pill moment for you? Oof. Uh <laughs> So I'll make it real short and brief. I've talked about this many times. Uh, my journey started, um, uh, it really started in 2012 when the whole world was going to end. And that showed me the power of where directional, uh, where your energy should be focused on in the sense of you, in that sense, where a lot of people were focusing on fear. I was saying that, well, if I'm going to die and this is going to be the last day on earth, I might as well die in peace in a sense, right? So <laughs> that was the first time I ever made it, meditated December 31st, 2012. And uh, that was my aha moment where I woke up crying because I thought I was in a place for 10 minutes and I was brought to this beautiful library, uh, so to speak. And I was just in awe. I, I saw things I've never seen before. And that was like the first time I've ever meditated. And it was a whole ripple effect uh, from from then, and then it it um, impacted um, going into certain businesses, and then certain businesses went on a downward spiral where I lost everything to a business partner, and at that point, that was um, the real spark for me uh, for breath. And uh, one of the main questions I had when I met my mentor at the time was, "Man, how was I breathing all those times with that business partner, leading to the downward spiral?" Wow. Wow. And um, what, what, what was that experience? Could you kind of go a little bit deeper into like, because I want to know specifically what made you really dive deep into this specific work? Like, what was it? What was that moment that you were like, this is it? This is what I need to do for the rest of my life? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, it showed me, you know, just how 
how powerful just a small implementation of the power of breath uh, really makes in our overall thinking. And it goes way beyond the thinking aspect. So we can't really see a thought, right? And that's what made me dive and give full faith into, you can say, spirituality or uh, the energetics that we can't see uh, with a naked eye, but we can truly feel. And the feeling uh, is what brings me closer and closer to breath in that sense. And that showed me the different dimensions of feeling and how different patterns of breath can bring you closer and closer to um, to really bridging certain connections that shows you how powerful one tiny ripple can make on a huge impact interdimensionally call, going into the physical. Mm. Um, now, you, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people out there that practice this, I'm sure, and you know, I, I do breath work, uh, not, not as much as you do, I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> and to the depths of which you do, but there's a lot of people that do breath work. But for you, you chose to kind of speak out about it and to, you know, share that knowledge to people. And I mean, you have a, you have a, a good following of people that, that trust you and see you as a, you know, whether a mentor or somebody that they look up to. So what, what made you feel like you wanted to teach this? That's, that's a, that's a cool question to, to that I've been curious. Ooh, uh, it started with family, uh, mm -hmm. getting family into it, showing them the power of breath and breaking what I call generational curses, so to speak. And mental health is not um, talked about too much, specifically with uh, Islanders, because uh, my background is Jamaican and it's not talked about enough. Like I'm in the process right now, actually making a breathwork reggae album because I haven't seen any reggae meditation, reggae tone, any of that. Uh, That's awesome. That, that has a that. connection to that. So yeah, uh, it started with family and then family turned to word of mouth. And some people flew me out at a certain point where I didn't even have social media. And that was a really cool experience and going into different worlds, so to speak. And uh, going into different worlds really showed me the power of having more compassion towards people. Mm -hmm. uh, and rather, you know, that also helped me give up the the aspect of judging and judging and judging and judging and judging. And that really showed me how powerful compassion truly is to really, because the more compassion you have as a person um, helping whatever field you're helping out, you know, it can really help bring a, bring a certain gap that's missing um, to help that person get a breakthrough. Mm. And that's so powerful. That is so powerful beyond the aspect of the logical mind. And that's how powerful love truly is. It really is. It really is. Um, I mean, we're, we're seeing so much of that now in the world, like how the effects of being on a vibrational level of love instead of that fear mode and just the difference and, and like the difference in people even. Mm -hmm. um, now, you said something really interesting that I'm, I'm actually very curious and I've, I've thought about this for a while, um, but mental illness, mental illness is an interesting topic. And I've always wondered the effects of conscious breathing with people that have the symptoms of mental illness. Let's call it that. So specifically, how, how, how could, what, what would you say are the, is, are the benefits or the impact to let's say addiction? Well, benefits or impact. Uh, so well, the, the benefit, like how can, if somebody has, is dealing with addiction, right? Mm -hmm. Would you recommend it? Would you recommend breath, your type of breath with breath work to them? Yeah, so uh, this type of breathwork, alchemy breathwork, uh, that I, I mainly focus on nasal breathing. And why nasal breathing? We eat with our mouth, we talk with our mouth. Even the aspect of talking, there's a certain connection with talking, 
going into another person, back and forth communication-wise. And, and that has a, a powerful connection overall into certain addictions that we have that we can't, that, that most of us can't see certain connections to. So when I work with uh, people, particularly smoking, for instance, mm. uh, I had some people come to me like, hey, I've tried breathwork before, but I still can't give up smoking. Well, uh, what type of breathwork are you doing? Are you mainly using the nose or using the mouth? And most of the time it's either with mouth or sympathetic style of breathing. And the aspect, you know, when you smoke in general, what are you doing? You're using your mouth. You're inhaling back and forth with your mouth, right? So why not exercise something a little bit different and cross-reference to break that connection? Because people are not just addicted to the physical uh, aspect of a certain addiction, the material. People are low-key addicted to breathing patterns. Mm. That's what they are addicted to. And when we can break certain breathing patterns or give life into new breathing patterns that really spark, you know, the closest connection to the brain, because our sinuses don't just end here, it goes all the way up here. And every time we do any type of mouth breathing, our sinuses start to turn off one by one at certain points in time. That's, that's interesting. What would you say in your experience is the amount of, like, if you could have to throw a percentage out there, people that really don't know how to breathe correctly? Uh, the percentage, <laughs> man. I, I'm just trying to, you know, if, if, if I had to average it, I was like, oh man, half the world don't know how to breathe or a third. Uh, because I, I feel like, I feel like that could be a huge. Oh, I think it's more than half the world. It's, oh, it's wow. a good, it's a good, I would say 90%. Wow. Yeah. So you, you're saying the majority of the people in this world are not breathing right. Why? why, why? Is it because we're is it because we're, we're, we're sitting in front of a computer screen? Like, what, what do you think is like the, Oh, that has, yeah. It, it, even in sitting in front of a computer screen, a lot of people don't know, but it changes your breathing pattern. Cortisol levels go up regardless. So that's why uh, when I work with, when I worked with offices and on spaces like Google and Facebook before, uh, it was a big thing. Um, getting stuff like red light in, in certain spaces. Um, at the time when I worked with them, I didn't really, I wasn't a big pusher of red light. I didn't know how to, <laughs> get it in certain spaces. So we would practice. I would have uh, tiny candles at each cubicle and they would, you know, take like at least 10 minutes and just be, be one with the candle doing eye breathing with the candle uh, back and forth. But yeah, it goes, you know, we have technologies all over the place. Not only that, the sound of certain city areas is causing people to breathe disharmoniously in terms of how it affects the body and sends ripple and it's, it hits at a subconscious level. And that's a beautiful thing about the breath, how the breath combines the subconscious and the conscious mind together. And if we really tune in, we can start shifting certain dials within the subconscious because the subconscious will always be, in my opinion, it will always be king or queen uh, in, in, in that sense, beyond our wildest understanding of it. Uh, no matter how deep we go into the neurological AIs and stuff like that, the subconscious, it, it, it'll take eons for us to truly understand what the subconscious is truly capable of in terms actually, of how magnetic it is, how um, law of attraction works in certain aspects of magnetism. But yeah, go ahead. No, I'm actually, I love that you mentioned that because I want to, I want to circle back to that. Uh, at the end when we go, cause I always don't want to talk about crypto a little bit in our, in the conversations, but I want to circle back to that conversation at the end. But, um, I actually had a, you were talking there, something sparked in me. Um, what would you say then is the correct 
type of breath work if somebody were to want to start in in what's based on what's happening in the current events in the mm. current environment because i feel like i feel like the majority of the people are sort of in that you know they're in survival mode so the survival mode is uh, asympathetic right yep is, no, yeah it's sympathetic or sympathetic so if you know, if most people are not breathing correctly and now maybe most people are in that sympathetic state, what would you say is the best way, let's say for triggering moments, like what would you recommend for them in those moments to be able to come back down and, and ground back, ground themselves again? Now I want to, I want to help. I want to say this in a healthy way where there is no one size that fits all. And that's why I developed alchemy breathwork and why we have hundreds of different ways of applying all the way from mental breathwork, quantum breathwork, astral breathwork, color, color breathing, eye breathing, like so many different ways because um, so many people have uh, different, uh, everyone's at a different part of their journey. And that's why I built it the way I did because it's honoring that. And that's so important versus pushing or forcing someone to say, hey, it should be done this way. It should be done that way. It should be, it, it should be this. When, when the breath is a free-flowing, multidimensional uh, entity, if you will, because I truly trust that the breath is an extension of our spirit. I don't trust it's the full essence of our spirit, but it's the extension of our spirit for sure. And we all are, whenever we dial into the breath, we're also diving into our willpower. Now, with someone that is always watching the news, for instance, uh, you know, in a sense, you could feel like you're always in a downward spiral. So a great a great uh, breath, so to speak, I can give right now is something simple as eye breathing, where you're you're gazing in a corner and the corners in general, no matter where you go, corners are everywhere. Right. So this is a great tool to utilize. You can also utilize this with a tree where on your inhales, you gaze down on your exhales as you're moving, as the exhale goes up, you're slowly moving your eyes up. On your inhales, your eyes go down. On your exhale, your eyes go up. And you do that back and forth, back and forth. And what you're doing is you're breathing life into the energy of foundation because that's that's a foundational breath. The inhale goes down, the exhale goes up. And not only that, as you're moving your eyes back and forth and harmonizing with the breath, you're coming in harmony with the energy of foundation. Now, some people who, who think that Oh, this is happening in the world and that's happening in the world. And they somewhat don't have a foundation. So I would say something like that is a great way to, to harmonize. And then when you do a couple of breaths like that, you can go on and on and on. That's the beauty of the parasympathetic, right? Uh, when you do that, you would then close your eyes and just take a minute and have what your eye, those eyes move, those eye movements can then transfer all that movement and send a beautiful resonance to the rest of your blood because the eyes is one of the fastest ways of the bloodstream. So the eyes moving like that and the eyes also harmonizing with breath, it's a powerful ripple into the rest of the bloodstream and it makes a huge dramatic shift, especially if you have some, if you're someone with a headache right now or any of that in terms of where the head is, any headaches in that sense, that's a great one to do. That's also a great one to do um, if you have trouble sleeping, doing that before sleep, because when you're when you're in stillness, you know, your body's harmonizing uh, with that foundational energy in, the, in terms of that movement. Wow. Especially was... if you sleep on your back. Oh, yeah. That, that's such a great little tool that you just shared there for free, by the way. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's awesome. I, I've never actually heard of that one. And, that, and I can see how connecting the two. I mean, it makes sense. The more, the more senses you start to align 
in any specific practice, the more your body gets in tune, the more you get in your body, right? More grounded. That's an amazing uh, tool. I love that one. I love that one. Now, I do have to ask a question. I do have to yeah. ask a question. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's up with the nose kazoo? And what's up oh. with the and what's up with the pyramid on your head? The the oh there it is. <laughs> so this is tuned in five twenty eight hertz, and it it it. I was looking for years. I was looking for a nose flute for years, and actually the guy who I'm recording with apparently he can actually build me a, a wooden one. Uh, a different type of drone that you can utilize the nose to, to do it with. So, man, <laughs> I like how it's just coming full circle. But, um, yeah, this is tuned in 528 hertz. And it's actually not, it's actually met, it's not meant for the nose. It's actually meant to just blow out the whistle with, but it, it works perfectly with the nose and it's in 528 I hertz. I, I don't yeah. think that's, I don't think anybody's doing that. <laughs> like, you're, you're no. I'm, I'm like, this has got a nose kazoo, a nose kazoo. I love it. Yeah. And it goes well with the, the breathwork practice as well, especially when I don't like, I really don't like uh, talking during um, certain, certain practices or certain sessions. I want people to really hear their own breath and just dive deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So uh, this would, I would utilize uh, the flute as a cue to say, all right, this is a rest stop. All right, next, next one, go. In that sense, instead of saying that, I would just utilize the flute. It's such a great tool. I love that. Now, now the pyramid, please share, <laughs> share what's up with that. Yeah. So the pyramid itself uh, helps produce raw scalar energy. And the, this, these two, they're two different material, but they're also organ plated. They're not just metal plated at all. I'm sure you know what organ is in the sense of chi. Okay, there, yeah, there it I is. Got my hair, bro. <laughs> yeah, when Doctor when Doctor Fred Bell uh, was alive and he, and he had this and he walked into the room where it was William Reich's daughter, she knew immediately like organ plated because I guess she it's been around her for so long and she can mm -hmm. she can see certain I, I bet you she can definitely see auras and stuff like that. So I think that's how she knew she picked up on or she the feeling of it she definitely picked on it was organ plated and they have titanium mixed with copper. Uh, the one I have on top is diamond plated. Wow. So is this like, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm really not saying this to like, uh, to be, um, okay. So is this sort of to protect for any EMF? Is it, is it, is it to increase, uh, your own vibrational frequency? Is yeah, it, it helps. It helps with EMF protection, but most, most importantly too, um, I had, I have a neurological friend. Uh, neuroscience, and she found that wearing the pyramid uh, helps produce a theta wave state. Interesting. That's what I was wondering. Because, yeah. like, because I've, I've seen I've seen pictures of like the, the, the what you just mentioned, and I always wonder, is like, wait, is it is it is it? Because you know, the, people make fun of me, like, yo, go wear your tinfoil hat. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna wear my pyramid hat. Forget tinfoil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I go in certain spaces that is not privy or you know knowledgeable of this. And you know, they're like, what? And then I put it on their app. When I put it on their head for themselves, they're like, wow. Okay. Oh, oh okay. I'm feeling something here. It's yeah. one of those. Yeah. So I, I, I love doing that. that too. I love it. <laughs> now I did see a video you posted recently that I'm actually curious about. I wanted to ask you, it was, um, you're in this space that had a, a massive, one of those pyramids. And there was also these little statues from Egypt. 
Okay. Yeah. And one of them was like super conducted. So can you just share a little bit about that? And like, like what is going on there? I, I don't know if you know, I'm just curious. Cause like, you're uh, so you're talking there. about the, the, the scalar sound bath, uh, we host here in Miami a lot. A lot of people have been DMing me again about that. I thought, you know, it was a cool down session, but we're going to have the next one come in May. I'll announce it very soon. If you guys uh, so what you saw it, dope. All right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have multiple sound bowl healers all at once. We do one hour of alchemy breath work. Then we go straight into the sound bath. And uh, what you were seeing, uh, we started using scalar, scalar technology mm. in the sound bath and scalar was used by our great ancestors. Any, any uh, complicated or uh, really abstract architecture you've seen all over the world. And some may, some people may connect this to tar ancient Tartaria, but it goes way beyond that. And certain sacred geometric places that look like that, they use they utilize it for a reason. They understood the aspect of scalar energy and they utilize sound within certain parts of the building to utilize certain energetic resonance. There were even stories about certain monks and certain temples that knew about this energy and they could actually make the temple invisible during war times. And those were, um, they were utilizing sound, vibration, magnetism all at once. So what you saw there, uh, we are also utilizing the, the live stream generator and the scaler goes well together. We just found that out ourselves. Like our, my whole team, uh, we've just been talking about that because when we put it on the, the live stream generator that generates zero point energy, it doesn't gener generate negative or positive. Uh, and it actually generates both in a sense and mesh them into one to produce clean energy. The same type of energy that Nikola Tesla wanted to really pump out into the world instead of what we have now due to Edison. So um, that, 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 in, uh, sorry, uh, that machinery in itself is super healing to the body. Uh, when you touch it, it's very electric in a sense. Yes. But it's saying those same healing electrons to the body to balance out certain parts of the body. And it's great. Uh, if you have a conductor a person doing the conducting and another person holding the hand or utilizing certain points in the body it's like acupuncture in a sense and sometimes when they do your neck you'll start like spazzing out a little bit because oh, there's like cool. certain tightness yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful device and what you saw that was super conductive was limestone the same material that is used in the pyramids which is like the it's like the veins right it's like literally like um it's like I after I heard that I was like, oh man, is that their is that their electrical grid? <laughs> the they use the veins in the in the earth. Exactly. Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so I had another question. Um, how? Um, yeah. So so you, you had mentioned you started talking about this a little bit, and I actually wanted to know the difference because I, I have a friend that does breath work, and he does it. He does it really special. He does EDM breath work. Ooh, so, fire. Okay. Yeah. So when you're, when you're in that mode of like, you know, uh, the, the, to go into the, uh, the sympathetic state where you're breathing through your nose and, and then out your mouth, forgot exactly the pattern, but he has the, the, the EDM going very loud to kind of get you, you know, the, the blood pumping. And then he changes the music to something more, uh, soft at the end to kind of bring it down. So mm. that's special. <laughs> Um, how does your differ? Like what, what's, how is, how is the process that you go through for uh, specifically alchemy breath work? Yeah. So the process is, um, also utilizing the aspect of contrast. That's what he was doing with the music, but we like to do it with the breath itself. We don't even like, um, 
We don't even like um, counting in the sense of like inhale for four seconds, inhale for five, exhale for five. Because in a sense, I feel like that adds another additive stress to some people like, hey, is it truly five seconds? Are you sure it's not 4.5.5.8 of a millisecond? Are you sure? <laughs> so uh, the aspect of contrast is so important because it shows us how we can also program our breath where we utilize just with the eye breathing, you know, and then I would say, hey, be silent as much as possible. Breathe, still only breathe with the nose after doing the eye breathing. And then you have a level of contrast where you have your regular breath, but in silence. And then you go on and again, and then do the same pattern over and over and over. And that would help distinguish the subconscious as well, going with the conscious mind. And that would be the great, great connector using contrast. Contrast is so important. Even the, the sound of how um, utilizing volume in your breath is, is so powerful by itself, just alone. And I think I've, I've, um, I've shown that within subliminal breathwork music, where, uh, you know, one of the main reasons why I came out with it publicly, because I had a friend whose, whose uncle was on a respirator and uh, they finally turned off the television like they all have in certain hospitals. I don't know why. And they turned on the subliminal exactly. breath. I have my whole perspective on that whole thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like they're just yeah. killing them with that with that frequency. Can you can you yeah. imagine trying to heal and then you have that? Yeah. Anyway. Hey, to each their own. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I had they had the subliminal breath music playing, and in two weeks, when he finally got off the respirator, he could do the exact same breathing pattern. Oh, that's listening cool. listening to the music, and that showed me how powerful. Our subconscious mind picks up on it, but our mirror neurons specifically as well, that is such a powerful tool in breathwork practices, uh, utilizing something as subliminal breathwork music. Um, you know, even though you're not doing the, the, the breathwork itself, but listening to that subconsciously, your body picks up on it. Your body doesn't know the difference. It's like you're watching a scary movie. I love using this example. You're watching a scary movie. They're running away from the killer. And your heart starts pounding because the body doesn't know the difference, whether it's running away from someone or someone in the movie, because it's another body. <laughs> so you if your body picks up on that. That's how intelligent our, our auric or magnetic energy overall is, you know, beyond the physical. Yeah, I've, I've, I, you know, I'm, I'm an actor first. I started acting when I was very young and then I got into production and, and I really started looking at the behind the scenes of creating TV stuff. Mm. And you know, the, the whole brown note, I don't know if you've ever heard of the brown note. Yes. I've, I've heard what, of it. Yes. What that really is, it's in my opinion, I, it's a, an encompassing of the frequencies that they use in TV, in anything, in everything, you mm. know, the whole, uh, my opinion is that the whole reason that the industry exists is for manipulation. That's, that's period for manipulation, whether it's for good or for evil, that's what they're doing. And so there's a there's a a, a a library of frequencies that they that they use in movies and TV and advertisement and news to instill emotions and that's why I always say like be careful when you're absorbing news that comes with an emotion if it's coming with an emotion there's no good <laughs> yeah it's and and it's so it's so powerful like when I talk about the scalar to to people um you know, you can have the news on and the volume off, right? And you still feel like you feel it in your chest. Growing up till this day, I know what that feeling is. And I'm sure many people here can relate. You don't even have to hear the audio, but you feel it. You feel it. They know what they're doing. 
And it's it's yeah. even it's even in the patent of HDTV, but we've um we've done the complete opposite. I like to say whatever they can do, we can do as well, but in the complete opposite uh, direction. And that's what we've been doing with Scalar Energy, and that's what I did with this Type One diabetic um, who didn't have, he worked on Wall Street, didn't have time to sit in front of the Scalar video that we made. And what Scalar is, it's also zero point energy, but more it's not it's less etheric and uh more in the sense of magnetism so people from all over the world the past 10 months have been sending in their pictures and we put a biogeometric blueprint on them and what we do we actually put it onto the physical scalar itself and when we started out we were pumping out 60 frequencies and no matter where these people were they felt it they felt it they felt it emotionally mentally and it was very cleansing and powerful um, in terms of the magnetic things that they brought into their lives. And now we're at the point where we can very, be very specific. We can utilize uh, the whole Rife library. I'm sure you know William Rife and how he proved, you know, using frequencies to, you know, do certain things, so to speak, if you know where, where I'm going with that. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm very close, very close to getting out of uh, jail here. So I want to <laughs> no, be... <laughs> Because well, all the AI so you, is listening everywhere, right? Now. <laughs> I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah. So yeah, going back to the guy with diabetes, you know, he had type one diabetes, and we can be very specific. So there's specific frequencies. So what I did was take a video of the scalar itself for hours and hours and hours, and what we did was he had it in front of his water. So while he's at work working on Wall Street, going back and forth, he came home, drank the water, and in two weeks his insulin levels went down dramatically. Wow. That's amazing. In two weeks. And now that he saw it, it was like, oh, this is real. Okay. You know, because he had lots of skepticism before. And he's like, how else can I utilize this? Well, I'm like, hmm, I'm really thinking here, like, if you can go through the video, then, well, why not try it at work and just have it in the back of your tab while you're at work and see if you can still feel it. And he's like, man, I, that was like the first time I was so calm and in, in work because this is a high rise building. Of course, this is New York, right? So, yeah. Uh, we even went on a whole deep fast with just drinking specifically that water, very intentional. And that was his first time fasting and uh, beautiful, powerful, um, you know, things that came out of that. And it showed me the power of, of Scalar. You know, the, the more you dive into Scalar, you, the more you start to understand why. I don't know why, but Tesla was really going to bring in a whole new age at that point. Um, beyond Tesla, you know, there's so many other people that were also dialing into Scalar. Um, Lewinsky is one, his, one of his closest friends. That's not talked about too much. Um, he's the one with the multi-wave oscillator chair that they were this close. They were so close to putting into hospitals, like every hospital. And that I think that was the exact time when pharmaceuticals really was vamped up and was like, nope. They're like, oh, this is healing people. Get <laughs> we want them to come back. <laughs> we want return customers. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, so, wow. so, you know, when you dive more into that, the more you start to really understand and how more basic things like telepathy, um, telekinesis, teleportation, all those things start to make even more sense at a more foundational level, the more you dive into scalar and the more you start to see uh, the potential of it. And I truly, you know, learning more into that, I don't think Tesla wanted us to use cell phones at a certain point. He wanted us to use the actual atmosphere. And that also dives into what the, what the ancients did with certain pyramids around the world and certain 
certain powerful places. You know, there's places within the Earth's crust that have certain geometrical patterns. The Earth is alive. You know, it's showing us those patterns on, on weak parts of the Earth that has weak crusts. And you can see sacred geometry pumping right out of the Earth. And these were certain places around the world that used to house cities that were using this type of energy in harmony versus disharmony like we have now in most of the world, you know? And that definitely created an atmosphere where certain abilities, so to speak, was definitely more um, applicable and more real and tangible at a certain point, all the way down to how the pyramids were built and how um, certain geometrical places were built in that type of knowledge, you know? Man, I, I 100% agree with you. And I would even say that's as, as as recent as like less than a thousand years ago. I think I think like we've we've been there. <laughs> we've done that. And hey, so we're just remembering. That's what I like to say. And we're, we're just, just remembering. remembering. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny, the scalar waves thing or the scalar, the scalar technology. I was uh, interviewing Luke Story because he had just started uh, his pursuit of looking into that. And he's been doing that himself. He's been getting pictures and just putting it in his little little device and ha actually seeing effects happen. And, and he, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, there's there's studies about this. Like this stuff is not, it's real. <laughs> it's going, we're, we're going in that direction right now. And it's uh, beautiful to watch. Yeah, um, I literally I literally do that with it, like all my YouTube videos since uh, December 31st. I have it, I have the scaler embedded in the background. So whether people know it or not, it's getting blasted. Everybody's <laughs> getting it. <laughs> Um, I did have one, one last question about just breath work. Is yeah. there, is there, um, I, I'm sure you're aware of, um, healing crisis, right? It's a Herxheimer mm -hmm. reaction. It's when person is, uh, starts that process of healing. And then there's, there's a, it mixes things up. And then the person starts having symptoms, old symptoms, new symptoms, all this stuff. Is there anything like that with, with breath work? And, and if there is, you know, what, what, what are those? So you can see this, uh, depends on the type of breath work. And I had this conversation with somebody uh, like uh, whether, you know, the whole aspect of breath holding, whether that's good or bad uh, in a sense overall, because some people have passed out and things of that nature. Well, regardless, the body passed out. Wait, passes wait, can, out. I, can I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually finish, finish your, finish your thought and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll tell my story. Okay, cool. Yeah. Regardless if the, whether the body passes out or not, it's telling the body it's trying to protect itself. Right. So, yeah. uh, you know, there have, there have been some people that have come to me and said they have had trauma from doing breath work before and stuff of that nature. And then I reminded the person who was on my live before I told them that, uh, well, you know, the type of breath work I do, and you know, you're not going to pass out from it and, and that style and think of it as, um, easing, easing the body in a sense to, have more harmony of letting whatever dis-ease or disharmonies in the body go in a certain way. Mm. And some people may look at that as a really long path. Some people may look at that as a, um, a more harmonious path in that sense. Uh, and when you look at the, the shocking factor, some people, uh, there's a mixed mix bag in that sense, in terms of the shocking factor where you're shocking, you're passing out, back and forth and it may be scary for some people don't get me wrong right so uh you know that's why i really strive to stick with more parasympathetic for sure um rather than shocking the body you know there's there's ways to really ease ease the body 
uh, to a certain degree where those symptoms just flow out effortlessly and not just flowing out, but learning to also transmute it rather than also looking at these as detoxes, I like to say, why, why don't we start using the word transmute, transmutation? Ooh, alchemize, transmute and alchemize. That's what it is. <laughs> that's my favorite. Those are my favorite words. I, I, I enjoy doing that with problems. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I wanted to share my experience. <laughs> so I was doing breath work. I, I wasn't, okay. So I was, ah, oh man, am I going to share this right now? Oh, goodness. I guess I have to because you're the breath guy. Ah. <sighs> I was doing a coffee enema and I'm uh, my girlfriend, she teaches this. So this is not unknown to people, Mm -hmm. but I was doing a little, a little breathing, a little belly breath and kind of a little massage just to get things moving. And I passed out. I passed out forward and hit my head on the wall. And then I got up, I sat back down and within 30, 40 seconds, pass out again. (laughs) And I think it was, that was because of like the feeling of hitting my head and then coming back up and kind of being, yeah. But, but that happened. And so <laughs> don't do breath work on the toilet. <laughs> That's what I learned. Oh man, that, that, that happened to me once at a, at a gathering. I was on the wood and uh, I was doing, held my breath at a certain point. This was years ago. I held my breath and then boom, next thing I know I was on the ground and everyone came over like, you okay? You hit the ground really hard. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. That's, yeah, that's what it was, by the way. I wasn't, I wasn't breathing. I was, I, there was a moment that I stopped and I held just to mm-hmm. kind of let my muscles relax. And that was it. That was it. I leaned forward. Boom. And I, boom. <laughs> out. Boom. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, that's a good segue <laughs> to another conversation. Um, so I always like to kind of swing it back to crypto just because I'm the crypto guy and I have to. Yep. Crypto, you, you had mentioned a little bit about it in the beginning um, when it, um, you had mentioned how, that we're now trying to figure out, right? Or we're trying to understand that this consciousness, right? The consciousness or what that means or what that looks like. And I think, I believe, this is my, my opinion, but I believe mm-hmm. that zero point energy in the practical sense, in the scientific sense, I think that's, that's, that is consciousness. That is the, the, the energy of consciousness. And we're just tapping into that in different ways. Yes. So, so with that said, um, first of all, I guess, before we go into that, what is, what is your understanding of crypto? Like what is the, gra- the, the to- how do you, what, what do you understand about crypto? And do you have any questions? Let's start with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I look at it as software. I don't just look at it like, as currency. Uh, yeah, I think software is the most simple, straightforward answer you can get because you can do a lot with software and it has more utility and it can solve a lot more problems than a piece of paper. Boom. That was actually a really good, uh, nice little explanation of being a software. Um, I agree. Yeah, I think it's, a, um, you know, I tell people that once you understand the physical part of the internet, like how the physical part works, what you just explained, it's exactly, that's, they've basically, somebody created an operating system for that physical jungle of connections. And, you know, it's like, it's a, my, this mycelium network of connections that this is now the software that we can now connect to each other peer to peer to do the work, to do all the middle, middleman work. Um, so I guess my question is, um, do you, do you, do you see, how do you foresee the good and the bad of, crypto moving forward with what you understand? 
Well, uh, it's, it's not the crypto that's the bad. It's not, you know, from the, the dawn of man. Who, who, who else is killing men? Man themselves. Man, man kill men. Man heal men. Man love men. And human or hu human loves human, right? Human, human loves human. Human kill human. At the end of the day, it all goes back to the person or the human utilizing any tool. And crypto is one of them. I love that. And that's, and that's what it is, man. That's, it's a tool. Uh, you know, once you understand it's a tool, it's like, okay, so this is thing that can be used for good. It can be used for evil. We have to discern. We have to, we have to try, we have to do the research ourselves. We have to do the work ourselves or else we're just going to walk into these traps just like, just like anything else. Right. Really. I mean, just like anything else in this reality, you got to discern, you got to use your, your awareness or else you're just walking aimlessly. Um, do you have any questions about crypto specifically? Uh, like, do, do you have any question about, cause I know you, when you, when we asked you, you, you said that, um, you know, you enjoy the freedom and sovereignty around it. Yeah. The, I feel like, um, cause there's a big thing with sovereignty movement, of course, uh, in this day and age in the information age, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, I remember, uh, years ago when I, when I got into it, I thought I, I thought I knew everything and then a whole bunch of chargebacks came and I was like, okay. <laughs> It goes much deeper than this, and you have to do things a certain way. And mind you, in the future, there are definitely going to be certain cryptocurrencies. I think um, crypto cities, like physical crypto cities, I mean, uh, that gives the user, the people, and mind you, that won't be the last. I feel like um, places already that uh, are already off-grid, so to speak, is going to start utilizing uh, the mainframe of what crypto cities are doing and bring it into their mainframe. And, and that will hopefully give people uh, even more sovereignty because you can, you know, you can bypass all those paperwork of what sovereignty does and the laws and stuff like that and just join the crypto city. Boom. <laughs> I boom, you're, you're literally separated. You're sovereign at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, so, I, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish no, go mind. ahead. Go ahead. No, I just, I, 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 you know, I, I guess the reason I brought it up with you specifically is because um, you, you do speak a lot about like, you know, the, the consciousness and the interconnectedness of it, of it all. And I, and what I love about crypto and this, and this, I, I guess this perspective, it, you know, to get to this point, you, you really have to do like a lot of work uh, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but to simply put it, it feels as though crypto is, is sort of like humanity trying to, f you know, um, create a visual of consciousness. That's, that's what I understand right now. Mm -hmm. that's, so that's, that's my perspective of it. And it's this way of us trying to like, how can we, how can we connect to each other without the tension, without the divisiveness, without the, the, you know, the somebody needs to lose for me to win mentality, you know, so that we're all in this together so that we can actually build community. And, and it's, so it's the first time is actually recent uh, perspective that I got to that I'm like, wow, this is humanity trying to like, do what we are naturally already there doing, but so I want to I want to bring in scale. Yeah, I want to bring in. Oh, I like scale. So this this ties into that. Um, oh, oh, yeah. so, so so we see how fast crypto is is evolving, right? We see how different use cases is becoming more evident. Where you can even go up to your door and use an NFT to open the door, right? Well, we, we've oh, gotten that's to that, all over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we've gotten to that point. Now, what if we can actually use our own breath mechanics to open the door, right? 
and, like a specific and, and, breath pattern or something exactly use a specific breath pattern and crypto or the blockchain in general gives more feasibility to utilizing that as a software because it's very unique that's one and everyone has different breathing patterns that's two and let's even dive deeper than that if we're getting to that point and now we're having a whole bunch of DAOs all over the place uh, i don't want to make this like wally in a certain sense but if you see where i'm going with this how so fast we're we're progressing you know what if it gets to the point where we we don't even need the actual technology in front of us at a certain it, at a certain point where we won't even ha- even have to really interact with it as much and it's just going based off more of our human um actions in general and certain things will connect in front of us and all that type of stuff where we use less of the physical and be more human at that point in time and shoot it's like um it's like the, you can say it's like the AIs, the AI, uh, the AI seeing itself finally, in a sense, giving more space away from human in a, in a sense and getting more of a breather, so to speak, and having its own journey beyond human, uh, too much human intervention, so to speak. So I've never seen someone uh, articulate it in that sense before. But that that's also another possibility that that could be pretty good in, in the in the, hu- the human in the human world in that sense, because certain technologies will become obsolete at a certain point. That's the way technologies go. Right. We're not using the Nokia phone anymore, are we? <laughs> no, that brick is gone. Uh, it's, it's funny, man, as you were speaking there, I actually got like a little bit of inspiration or a download. I don't know what it was, but um, man, it's almost like. It's almost as if, oh, what if this is, I hope this is the truth. It's almost as if crypto is this way to, for us, for people to, it's like the bridging the gap between the 3D to the 5D to where it's this visual representation of the consciousness. So it's giving us this ability now to kind of practice it and practice what it means to be in that state of being for us to then get to the point where we're like, oh, all of this exists around us already. We can just start to tap into that. Why would I use the, why would I use this phone in front of me that's damaging my cells when mm-hmm. I can just tap into that? And, and then, the, so the concept, the visual will already be there. Whew, I'm getting goosebumps talking about this. <laughs> and then and you, can visual, use, you can use the breath as a communicator and too. And then that's it. And then, Boom. <laughs> we just, we just uh, solved the, uh, Peace on earth, literally, right in this. Hey, (laughs) there it is. There it is. Because a lot of it will break down. It's breaking down so many illusions, you know, going to the whole fact where a lot of people think that, oh, it's a it's a digital thing. It's it's no value. And here we are today. It has value out of nothing. Right. Literally. So it's breaking certain illusions and um, even the generational wealth that's coming from it. You know, people will get to a certain point in wealth and they'll be like, oh, man. Okay, I'm here right now, but there has to be more to life at this point, and more people are starting to see that. You know, just like that uh, that uh, that audio that's going around the reels that this is the new rich or something. You don't care what you drive, your car. You care about experiences, right? Yep. Boom. Yeah, I mean that that was me, man. I, I'll tell you right now, crypto gave me the resources that I needed to be able to, to focus on my healing. And if if I didn't have that those resources because of the world we live in, mm-hmm. it wasn't going to happen. So yeah, I, I agree. It's gonna it's gonna create. It's already creating the ripples 
for this like lineage of new abundance and 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 resources and people that are i i believe on the good side not the bad side <laughs> um wow this was an amazing interview um i would love if you could just uh one last piece of advice or a plug uh, i'd love to leave the last word to the interviewee oh man uh oof. Hmm. how you breathe I, is yeah <laughs> well, i was Go gonna ahead. say i know if you if you guys want to know more about breath work and take his course uh go to alchemybreath.work or uh the black airbender.info I love yeah. that name. I love that name, by the way, Airbender. Thank you. Yeah, the the Black Airbender uh, came from being in the dark in a dark do, doing dark room therapy for thirty days and dry fasted, and it showed me that uh, the aspect of space, right? We're not we're not just bending air. We're bending quote unquote black air, and that is where the Black Airbender comes from. Because ninety nine point nine of what we live in is space. Boom. <laughs> there it is. It's not because of the color of my skin. Yeah, because black, you know, there's no one is technically black. Everyone is different, have different shades of melanin. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's where it comes from, the black airbender. Dude, that's a great, I love that. That I'm that makes total sense. It makes total sense that there's more empty space, and the empty space is the black. Oh my gosh, that's great. That's wow. the void. We're all bending the void with every breath. <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, brother, thank you so much for for uh, joining me here. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, the conversation was deep. I mean, I didn't I didn't think I was going to get that down. I mean, that really resonated with me. I'm going to have to like look, relook at this and go, wow, that's <laughs> got to rethink about the way I'm looking at this whole thing. Um, but yeah, I thank you so much. Thank you all for watching here on the live. And uh, I'll catch you guys next time. Always remember to gamify your abundance. What an awesome interview with my brother, Devin Graham, the black airbender. I mean, he had so much to say about just uh, breathing and the proper way to breathe and also the symptoms of Herxheimer reaction, if you do have any, which is falling on your face. That's me. And um, and I love our little conversation at the end there about crypto and, and coming up with that down, like having that download of looking at crypto as a stepping stone towards, you know, visually seeing consciousness, like how we can actually use these natural bodies, these, these, um, the, really the best technology that exists is our bodies, uh, use, tap into the connections of zero point energy. And crypto is like a visual of that, like a, like a stepping stone or a bridge into that, that reality. So I'm, I'm excited for that. If that's the truth. Uh, but if you want to know more about, crypto. Uh, actually, let me, let me. So if you want to know more about breathwork and diving deeper into alchemy breathwork with Devin Graham, make sure you check them out, alchemybreath.work or theblackairbender.info. And definitely follow him on Instagram, theblackairbender. Um, and if you want to know more about crypto and dive deeper into my perspective of crypto and, and how it correlates to the interconnectedness of this reality and zero point energy, and uh, you know the, uh, what we mentioned in the podcast that this is we we're experiencing ninety nine point nine percent of empty space. What is it? <laughs> so, if you want to know more about crypto and 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 see how those two correlate, make sure you check out my website autogomes.live. 
follow me on YouTube, follow me on Instagram, follow me everywhere. Um, smash that like button, smash that follow button, all the good stuff. And uh, if you guys want to go deeper into the crypto stuff, there's also my free course, autogomes.live forward slash free dash training, where you can start your journey today and always remember to gamify your abundance. Love you guys.